name's Erica. Welcome to the fifth episode of Meet the Cedars. I'm here with Tim Murphy today. Um, Tim, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yes, uh, my name is Tim Murphy. I'm an occupational therapy assistant. I work in the rehab department. Um, I've been occupational therapist assistant for about 13 years, actually 12 years with SNF um, in nursing home, geriatric setting. Um, I love what I do. Um, I love helping people, helping people get independent as possible and, you know, to have them have a better quality of life. Okay. Um, so 13 years, it's a long time. So quick little story. In uh, 2006, I was a teacher assistant at a special needs school for children with autism. Um, so when I was working there, I never even knew what OT was, to, to be mm -hmm. honest with you. Never even knew what it was. Um, they had an occupational therapist who worked in the building with the children and just working with her and, you know, just seeing how everything works. The OT approached me one day and she said, you know what? I think that you would be really good as an OT. I see how you work with people. Um, you seem like you have a knack for it. Um, you know, you should really look into it. So I actually, you know, looked into it, looked at colleges in the area and New England Tech seemed like the best fit for me. So I ended up going to New England Tech for the OTA program and I graduated in 2009. Okay. So you went to school and then you went back to school for OT? Yes. Okay. So I guess the common thread there is working with people. Did you always know that was something you wanted to do? Like if you go way back, do you have any like memories of knowing did you want to be a teacher or yeah I I always I always just I don't know it's just my nature you know I always wanted to help people um I volunteer at like you know soup kitchens um I volunteered at the Special Olympics um just helping people has always been a big thing for me um especially with my church I was at um was, you know a small congregation we used to help um elders um, in the Smithfield, like Northern Rhode Island area, if you have to go shovel or send food, um, take care of the yard, anything like that. Um, I've just always wanted to, to help people. Um, I think probably when I really realized, like helping people, when people needed help, my grandfather was um, paralyzed from the waist down. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, I learned a lot from my grandma and him how to help people with, you know, uh, handicap issues or... Um, just trying to, you know, better independence, even if you have to use like certain devices, you know, just because, you know, you can't walk around the way you want without a device does not mean you can't be independent. You know, there's devices out there that can help you be independent and have a lot better quality of life. So it was almost like I was meant to do this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it sounds like it was something you saw firsthand. And then it also, it seems like you work with people in a lot of different areas of your life at your job and you volunteer um and it's been your different yes. career path over the years um Absolutely. okay so why don't you tell me a little bit about your day-to-day -day, like what a day in your life looks like um, you know I work with the geriatrics usually um but you know people of all ages um I you know work with people who you know had like a total hip or a total knee stroke um, anything like that, but I approach everyone the same. I just want people to 
you know, even if they need to learn on standing goals or they have um, problems with eating or they need help with bathing, dressing, toileting, everyday activities that, you know, OT, that's what we stand for is like ADLs, we call it. Um, they're called activities of daily living. And, you know, it's, we all have to do it. So um, we try to teach people how to, you know, get that, you know, get that, um, that quality back, try to get, um, you know, more function, um, you know, just to have them as independent as possible with bathing and dressing. And we have things called adaptive equipment, you know, like a shoehorn, um, uh, you know, we have walkers, um, sock aids, dressing sticks, anything that can make somebody as independent as possible, especially for the patient's families too. Um, because, you know, it, it's a lot on the caregivers. So any type of independence or more maximum function, we can have patients to, you know, just have a better quality of life, um, get through their day better, um, is, is better for everyone, especially the patient and their families. Do you see, do you typically see the same patients each day or does it work on kind of like a rotation? Um, we, we try the best we can to try to have each therapist with, um, you know, the same patient. We try that because we think we, you know, we really, you know, find that's very helpful with the, you know, you know, you know, developing rapport and uh, relationship. Um, Cause you know, I really care about the patients and it's almost like, you know, I want to take care of them. Like they're my own grandparents or my own family members, you know, cause I want them to get better as possible and have a better quality of life function. That's the big thing, the OT way, independence, function, better quality of life. Um, so yeah, we, you know, I, I, we really stress on that, but there's times, you know, we, we have to help each other out. You know, somebody calls out or, or somebody needs like a two assist. So it, it all depends, but we try our best to try to keep the same patients, but you know how it is. Um, patients get avowed, patients come and go. So sometimes it's a little rotating door. It depends when people get discharged or, you know, if they go from the short-term or uh, long-term, because we work with both short-term and long-term residents in the facility. So, you know, we try our best to, to stick to it, but, you know, every day, especially with the pandemic, that was kind of tricky. Um, you know, we had, we tried to stay with the same patient during the pandemic, just because with the spread and everything, we try to keep it um, as much as we can. So that's been challenging. Uh, yes, so we work with the PTs, in speech and you know obviously we, we have a good rapport with nursing and the cnas because we're all a team so i try my best to help out everyone in every department whatever they need me laundry wherever wherever they need me i I'll, i want to help as much as i can because you know we're here to help the patients and mm -hmm. um you know anything we can do to you know make it a good flow team mm -hmm. were there certain steps that you guys took to try and you know, keep things going as normal as they could be during COVID? We tried our best. It was very difficult um, because, you know, we had to do a lot of room treats um, while the units were shut down. Nobody could come to the gym for a while. So we tried our best to simulate things like in the room as much as we could. Um, you know, obviously it wasn't like, you know, the gym, but we, we had to do what was right for the patients. You know, they, we, they still needed care. So we did our best to simulate everything in the room, like bed mobility, um, getting out of bed, going to the bathroom, um, short ambulation in the room, um, working on dressing. So 
Um, it was difficult, but you know what? We, we got it done. Yeah, that's interesting that you found ways to work through that, even when there were sort of obstacles and standing in your guys' way. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, it was tough, but at the same time, like the rehab department, we just, you know, in the nursing department, we just worked together the best we could to do what was best for the patient. It, it, you know, it was definitely difficult, but, you know, we're a good team here. It's like, um, I really like it at Cedar Crest. It's more of a family-oriented type of, you know, rehab skill nursing that I never experienced. Um, I worked for big corporations, and it was definitely different. Um, that was a place where it was hard to see the same patient. It was a lot of um, mixing around, a lot of the therapists. It was, it was really, really tough. But here at Cedar Crest, I just feel that real family-oriented um, rapport with the patients, all the staff, like all the staff really care about each other here. They really do. We all genuinely care about each other. Um, and we just try to help each other out as much as we can, especially during, you know, this pandemic. We really had to work together. Mm, yeah, that says a lot that you're close with the other OTs, but also people in other departments. And that makes sense. Everything, the nurses and the PTs, they all need to be a part of the patient. They all need to work together, I guess, on behalf of the patient. It's what's good for the patient. We gotta, we gotta, number one is the patient. We gotta take care of the patient. So um, there's certain things that, you know, we just try to work together just to make it as, you know, enjoyable and as fun and rewarding for the patients as possible of us, you know, all working together. Mm -hmm. Can that be challenging sometimes? depending on the circumstances to make it feel like it is rewarding. Um, uh, yes. So, um, so, uh, you know, the, the patients, you know, I mean, let's, let's face it. There's some patients who go a while, like, you know, they, you know, everything's going good in their lives. They're good. And they just have like a freak accident fall. And then they end up in the hospital and they end up in the nursing home and they've never been through this before. You know, so they're like in the world of the unknown and they get very nervous. And you, I try to we try to make it as um, as um, like fun and welcoming as possible, because we know, you know, some people just don't like hospitals, just don't like being in nursing home facilities or have or have had bad experiences with other family members. So, um, I, you know, I try to make it as um, fun, enjoyable and welcoming as possible, you know, because like I said, we're a very family oriented place. Um, so we just try to make it like, you know, as homey as possible just for the, the you know, the families to um, and the patient to feel more at home and not like, you know, in an industrial, in, you know, industry type of place. So we really try to really focus on that, um, you know, patient care first. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I guess everyone's coming from different backgrounds and it's kind of you have to maybe a little touch and go at first see what they are responding to yep absolutely and it's also probably frustrating for them at certain points but you have yep. to be there to show them that there yes. there is a way through yeah it's it is like, like you were just saying we were touching on it it's a lot of redirecting so um even if like you know somebody with a stroke or somebody with a total hip you know they first get here they don't see these big gains like they get they can become very depressed or very frustrated 
and they're like, oh my God, I'm not making any progress, doing horrible, but we try to show them that little progress is big progress. So we keep trying to tell them we'll get a patient that can't even move in the bed, that can't even move. Five days later, they're only needing a little assist to get out of bed, but they're still frustrated. Like, I can't get out of bed. Like, well, listen, you needed two people to get out of the bed. Now you only need my little help. That is a very big gain. So we really try to hit those rewards with little gains or big gains. Yeah. Got to keep hitting that because if not, um, they can become more depressed or they just become more frustrated. But we really try to drill like you did really good. Like you went to the bathroom with um, supervision level. You know, you weren't like a mod assist, 50, 50, 50, you know, um, the therapist, 50 percent of the patient. So um, and that's the thing. Sometimes like, oh, well, I, I can't go home with a walker. I, 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 could, I just got to I got to walk out of here. It's like. Not necessarily. If you're able to use the walker and you're able to be independent with the walker, you're technically independent. We call it modified independence, but you're still independent. So just because you leave here, you can go to the home health, you can go to outpatient. So we try to tell people it's a process. And if you really want to, you know, get maximum potential out of your rehab and out of your quality of life, you just got to keep going. You know, we can only show them the door, but they have to walk through it. And we give them recommendations and encouragement. And, you know, it, it's, it's really nice to see. It's very, very rewarding. Hmm. So I guess on that note about what it's like to work with these patients, would you say that's, well, let me phrase it like this. What would you say is your, your favorite part of your job? So my, uh, I'll give you a, a little story. So, uh, I worked with a, a, a patient and the patient, the doctor told her that she was probably never going to walk again. So wow. right off the bat, right off the bat, when she came to the facility, very depressed, very frustrated. Like, why am I even bothering? Why am I even here? And, you know, we just had to try to encourage, like, listen, we've seen, you know, good progress. We've seen other people do stuff. You're not the only one that goes through this. And sometimes when you bring them down to the gym and they see other people, they're like, wow, I'm not, I'm not alone in this. Um, there's other people who are struggling and other people are working hard. Um, so I remember this patient, she, you know, she kept working hard and hard and hard and kept seeing the little progress. Like I was saying, I'm like, look, this is good progress. You're, you can move your toes and, and um, at the end, when she, after all her rehab, she was able to walk out with her walker. And that was very, very rewarding to see yeah. her do that. Yeah, I can only imagine. Eyes and the family members' tears in their eyes. It was, I'll never forget it. Yeah, wow, that's it's incredibly powerful to sort of take that into <laughs> your own, like, see a patient kind of take control of what they're going to do with their rehab process yeah yeah wow. yep yeah it was yeah it's like, like i said if you always went by what was on paper then nothing would be possible so um sometimes that's yes, we try to encourage patients you know like we just try the best we can you know we don't try to give false hope that's not what we're that's not what we're about we, we just try to encourage and just try to push them through it because we know there's a wall there and we're just trying to get them through it and you know what if they need extra help or some devices to make the quality of life better you can just go around the wall and just continue mm -hmm.